Hey friends, welcome to another surprise episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie Updown. So happy to be here with you today. We are having the best time with this Ennea Summer 2019. You guys are loving it. The comments are telling me, the iTunes charts are telling me, you guys are loving it. Me too, me too. But today, today we have my new favorite star of Food Network. You guys, listen. I watched Spring Baking Championship, and I never watched those competition shows. I don't know why. I just have never really gotten into them, and I got super into (laughs) the Spring Baking Championship and watched it all the way to the very end. As soon as the finale ended, I got on Twitter, and I said to Food Network, and I said to the winner, Chef Corey Barrett, will you please come be on my show? I would love to talk to you about this. And he was so kind and responded and said yes, which he totally didn't have to. I was so, so grateful. And so today, that is the conversation you've got. I mean, while we're, it is June, it's still a little bit springy. I thought, let's talk to someone who won uh, the Spring Baking Championship on Food Network. Sorry if you hear a few clicks here and there. That's me being not always the best at recording. I'm so sorry. But here is my conversation with our new friend and excellent chef, the winner of Food Network Spring Baking Championship, Chef Corey Barrett. Here is the thing I need to say to you. I have never gotten into these shows until this show and until you. Really? That's pretty interesting. I think I've watched all of the shows. <laughs> right. You've watched all the British Bake Off and all that stuff. I have. Yeah. A lot of them. And I think I watched, you know, once I found out I was getting on the show, of course, I went back and watched pretty much in some sort of YouTube fashion, every single episode that ever aired just to figure out, you know, kind of get a gist of the program in its entirety. Oh, that's brilliant. Back me up a little bit. This is going to be like like we're getting coffee and I'm asking you all the questions because one of the rules of our show is that we only have friends on or people I wish were my friends. Okay, understood. And so that's just the rule. I won't have strangers. So you're not a stranger to me, Corey Bear. (laughs) I know the reverse is absolutely I'm a stranger, but I am, (laughs) you are not to me. But I, this isn't your first time on Food Network. You've done other things on Food Network, right? I have, yeah. When I was, see, I think uh, 2007 to 2011, I did um, Iron Chef America. I was, uh, I was one of the sous chefs for, for Michael Simon. I was actually the corporate uh, pastry chef for the restaurant company at the time. Um, and so I did a whole bunch, of, I think it was 17 episodes or so on Iron Chef um, when I was much younger, much more athletic at that point. Uh, <laughs> when and you it could was, run back and forth. Exactly. Yeah. There was a lot of running on that show. I think even more on, than on uh, Spring Baking Championship. And that show, I mean, it was really interesting, uh, just the approach. And not just, you know, your time on there. You know, the one hour is, is very real, running around like crazy and, and making a whole bunch of food. But I think one thing that was really uh, so vital to from that experience and then heading into Spring Baking Championship was was that transition from uh, what a normal kitchen feels like to a TV kitchen. Right. You know, that's a very different, oh, really? very different place and time. Yeah, and you have all the cameras in front of you, and you know everyone's asking you to do things and say things, and so just keeping up with that and keeping your cool. I think uh, I, I think that was a really big part of, uh, of of kind of the the advantage that I had um, really on Spring Baking Championship. And I think there's also another there's also a, another understanding of what you cannot do and in, 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 in the the time allotted to you. And so that was, you know, some things you just take completely off your plate and say, okay, I can't, I'm not going to be able to pull those things off in 90 minutes. There's no way. Yeah. Uh, and so that was a huge, uh, a huge advantage. And I think, you know, if, if I look back on that point in my life, it's funny if I go back and kind of add up my total FaceTime from Iron Chef, like a minute and a half of real FaceTime 
Um, and you know, for the first early portion of my career, a lot of people wanted to talk about that. So the one minute and a half of my career, um, <laughs> kind of almost builds up or, or even goes over the, uh, you know, the other 15 years leading into that point. <laughs> and so is, is that how you got on spring breaking championship was because of what you'd yeah. already done on, you know, that's a great question because I don't really know how. Um, so I, I received an email one day, uh, from a casting company. Um, in Los Angeles, and they were casting for Spring Baking Championship. So I kind of feel like when you once you're on one show, your name is on a list somewhere, some secret safe in Los oh, Angeles that sure. they break out, probably on a database that's that's available to anybody, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I got an email, and um, and, it, and right now I'm a I'm an instructor, I'm a culinary teacher, um, and it just so happened that you know we have time off at the time that they were filming, and I thought, hey, we'll give this a go, and uh, um, went through all the procedures and the processes to to go through the interviews um, which were pretty lengthy a whole lot of skype interviews happen um and uh yeah and, and met with the producers finally towards the end and they seemed to uh, uh to think i'd be a good fit and uh, i was fortunate enough to get on the show so when you started like w- when you were started being a baker did you ever go i can't wait to do this on tv like is that no, how iron chef it, even happened yeah That's no crazy. not at all iron chef was totally uh, right place right time you know yeah. that was uh I, I i'm i'm not even the one to thank for that i think michael simon he was the really the you know the, the catalyst behind it all he was the one that got the call to be on uh, and are there rest- is was, his restaurants in kalamazoo you know, his restaurants are in Cleveland. I actually, so I lived in Cleveland for, well, that's where some of their restaurants are. Their restaurants are all over the place. I think they have 17, 17 restaurants across the United States. They just opened in Las Vegas a couple as well. And um, I, I, you know, that's where I had lived for about six and a half years when I worked in Cleveland and um, was worked with for them, I think starting in 2006, February 2006 is when we, when we moved to, uh, to Cleveland and, and my wife and I both uh, worked for Mike and, and the restaurant group at large uh, for quite a while. And so that was where that opportunity came from. You know, it was just, you know, it's, it was right place, right time. And you find that, you know, the more and the harder that you work, the more lucky that you are. And I think that's kind of, you know, that was the fortunate situation. Yep. I got a little bit lucky, but I also was, I, I was good at my job and I was, and I was proud and uh, of that. And, you know, I think uh, kind of sticking your neck out there. Sometimes you're you're rewarded by things that you don't expect. Right. I mean, we talk about that a lot on the show. The idea of like right place, right time meets doing really good hard work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It really it's amazing how you know those advantages and those uh, you know kind of opportunities will show themselves to the folks that are working the hardest. So, did you have to fly out to L.A. for Spring Baking Championship? You know, it was actually filmed in New Orleans, uh, which was kind of cool. Really? Uh, yeah, it was filmed in New Orleans and. Uh, at the end of see, this is the behind the scenes stuff. I'm yes, here for I know. Corey Isn't that the Come exciting on. part? Uh, so that was <laughs> end of August and beginning of September, which is pretty much the worst time of year to make pastries, right. uh, pretty much in the worst city of that time of year to make pastries. So, you know, like it's like hurricane weather, humidity and heat, which are all terrible, terrible friends of, uh, of, of sugar and chocolate right. at large. So it was, it was a challenge. You know, those are the things that you, you kind of don't get to see is the humidity that's there. The, I mean, obviously it's air conditioned, but still the humidity is prolific. I mean, it doesn't, it just doesn't end. It's like a, it's just like a rolling tide that just keeps coming in. And, uh, so those things are not exactly friendly to a lot of pastry ingredients. And so even though you're inside, it still messes with it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even, I mean, you're inside and there is, there's a AC, but you know, the humidity just in general, um, sugar and a lot of the, the really fragile decorations, um, you know, gum paste and things like that, that, that they love to see on the show aren't exactly, you know, humidity right. friendly. So you had to be careful with what you did. So how long did y'all tape the show? 
because it's eight episodes. Is that right? Yeah, it's eight episodes. I mean, episodes. I was all in on all of them. So. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was pretty fun. I mean, it, it seems we had a great cast this time around, too. I think it was, you know, it was really, I've, I've seen a lot of the old, um, not the old, but the previous seasons, um, the previous seasons episodes, and they were uh, solid cast. And I think this this cast, and of course, I'm partial and biased, uh, but was one, of, was one of the better casts. You know, I think a lot of us thought we were going to show up and make some easy money, but it didn't turn out to be anything easy. That's for sure. Um, And the filming of of the entirety, it took about two and a half weeks uh, that we were, that we were down there for uh, from, if you went from start to finish, it was a blast. And I personally love, you got to be there two and a half weeks. A lot of people. I did. I did. (laughs) I did get to hang out there. Yeah. So that was, that was, uh, that was fun uh, for sure. And I've, and, and it went from iron chef too. I, I just, I really resonate with TV production crews. Um, they remind me a lot of of restaurant employees, you know, they're oh, low, cool. yeah, just a kind of a like subculture that they have overtly, like overly friendly, um, excitable uh, folks that are, you know, on, on the sarcastic edge a lot of times, right. which I, I, I love that humor uh, just in general. And, and it was just a, it was just a lot of fun. It felt like anytime I go to do television, it almost feels like I'm just hanging out with restaurant people again. It's, it's always yeah. a lot of fun. It felt that way from the viewer side. It felt like y'all liked each other. I mean, I think that's why I kept watching is I was like, oh, these people are all like, like each other in real life and they (laughs) seem to really enjoy being there. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, and and especially as time went on, we all, you know, get used to each other. It's amazing how much you can get used to a person in two days, Right. Um, but you you pick up (laughs) on other people's humor and, and little quirks about them and they do the same for you. And uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it was just a very enjoyable experience all in all and, and such a great group of people to be with. Okay. So like on a Tuesday night, y'all are finished recording. Does everybody yep. go to dinner together? Or y'all like, is Duff sitting there with you? Clinton Kelly. I can't even tell you how much I love Clinton Kelly. I mean, are y'all just all like <laughs> hanging at the hotel, eating dinner together? Or is everybody kind of go back and do their own thing? It is so far from that. Um, we never, you know, and, and I'm sure food network will be happy to hear this, but we don't, we don't associate with the judges after or before the show. Uh, The only time that we see them is on, on the actual judging. Like you know, when you see it on television, that's the only time uh, that you ever really meet with them. And now Clinton, I mean, he's, he's in and around when we're actually cooking, uh, but that's, that's it. Yeah. We don't, uh, we don't hang around with the judges. You know what? I think that's fair. I really do. Um, yeah. And I had a lot of people, Hey, did you get to talk to so-and-so? And, and no, we didn't, you know, because at, <laughs> at the end of the day, you're like, yeah, but you saw, you saw every word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You saw, you saw everything that was happened. And at the end of the day, that that's, what's fair. You know, it's, it, I think they're kind of securing that, you know, there's no, you know, random friendships developed that shouldn't be developing or anything along those lines. And I, and I think it's really fair. We don't get to taste each other's foods. Um, and again, you <gasps> really? know, people were, Oh my gosh, I'm having the best time at this, Corey. I did not know you don't get to eat anybody else's stuff. No. And I think again, it's, it's only fair because, you know, of course you're going to be biased to your own food. You know, if I taste my food and I didn't do as well as you did. And now all of a sudden I think, you know, it's not fair or something along those lines. And I think, you know, with, with the network and with the production company that did the show, uh, they went to great lengths to make sure that everything was very fair, uh, that, that everything was very honest. And I think, you know, there's, you, it's, it's interesting for me because there's always some sort of, you know, television, I don't know, scam that somebody thinks is happening. And really it's, it's not that, uh, it, it was pretty tremendous to see, you know, like how much they actually did take care of, of the security of, you know, the, the fairness for the show. I think it was pretty awesome. Wait, back up and tell me about the scandals. Are there people like tweeting you and coming at you and being like, that was unfair and this was unfair? 
I think yeah, they don't tweet me directly, but you know, it doesn't take long to kind of kind of look up those those ideas where, you know, somebody got an advantage or someone was mean or you know, whatever the case might be. Are I you mean, like, at the end why of the- do y'all care this much? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yes. I mean, that really is you know, is white chocolate really that big of a deal to you? Because it's right. really, it just isn't that big of a deal. I'm sorry, but uh, right. yeah, there's a lot of a lot of interesting things in it. You know, it's fun. It was always fun for me to to hear, you know, who people thought the winners were going to be and the losers from even even episode to episode. My kids, uh, they didn't know any of the results until the very end. Uh, and I have, a, I, so I have a, a seven-year-old boy and a, and a five-year-year girl, and they didn't know the uh, the results until the no end. No way. You just had to keep it secret from them. Yeah, I kept it secret from all the way from September. Nobody knew. Um, so it was, it was, it was, oh yeah, kept a secret gosh. from them, which was awesome. We have a great, great picture of them. Uh, like at the reveal, we did a, we did a, a showing, at the school, we had about 90 people show up and we all watched the last episode together and their faces are, I mean, my wife is brilliant. She got their faces, you know, on like a, on a little <laughs> cell phone uh, picture. And, and it's, it's really, it was really awesome uh, to yeah. see their faces, but yeah, just, uh, you know, kind of keeping it secret was, a, was a challenge in and of itself. And it was kind of anticlimactic for me. You know, you, you go all the way, you do all these things. There's, you know, 16 challenges you just went through and it's exhausting. I mean, the day started, you know, 6:50 in the morning is your call time. And then you go, uh, 11 o'clock at night oh, wow. is usually when you get back to your, uh, to your hotel room. So it oh was a grinding. Gosh. Yeah, it was really long days. And that whole time is, is nothing but movement and cooking and interviews and interviews and interviews and interviews. <laughs> it's, right. it's a lot of that, but, um, you know, so you go through all of that and then you, you hit that, that ultimate episode, the last one, and then you win and you're super excited and then you can't tell anybody. And within like 20 minutes, they're tearing the set down. You know, that's, that was, that oh was the party God. right there. It was done. Like <laughs> that breaks my heart. You know, you, you, get a, you get a huge round of applause there. Like, you know, and the crew's super stoked. And that's first, the first time you actually get to talk to the judges. They'll actually come out and say congratulations to everybody and, you know, handshakes and hugs and from all that. And then I went out to do my exit interview and I came back in and literally they're taking the set down. And that was it. Oh, you know, so it, my gracious. And they're like, your beautiful cake you made just, that's just like it's sitting gone. over there. It's gone, and all the food I think made it, it made its way back to the production crew, and I and I hope they ate it and enjoyed it all. Yeah, um, that was going to be what I asked: is what was it? Where did, if y'all weren't allowed to try each other's desserts, where does all the food go when y'all make entire cakes or these big you know, pieces? They never really tell us, but I I mean you can only you can only <laughs> imagine. Magic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of production crew there. There must probably. I don't know, 50 or 60 people that are making the whole show happen. And so, oh, wow. and that's just on, on set. You don't see what actually happens, you know, in the, in the cut room or anything like that. And so, um, you know, it's, it, it, I hope they ate, you know, all the food was there. They may as well have. Yeah. Tell me what it felt like when you were sitting at that watch party and you knew you'd won, but you knew nobody else knew. What was that feel like? Oh, I was the best. It was really good. Um, you know, I think a lot of people showed up and, and I never said I won, but you have to imagine like who throws the party if they're going to lose, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at least, at least yeah I, you know what I didn't see on the internet is everyone else's party. Yeah, so. yeah. At least not one that big and with all the school and employees and all that kind of stuff. And so that was, right. it was a lot of fun. And my kids, that was another one that was really fun too. They actually, from like episode one, I did really bad on, I was in the bottom, uh, bottom two on episode one and, you know, almost went home kind of a deal. Uh, and they were making, their predictions on who mm. was going to win the whole show. My my son thought Ricardo was going to win, and my daughter <laughs> thought Saber was going to win. And they really like believed that all the way to the end. And then they're like, get to the last episode. They're like, Dad, we don't we don't know anymore. You know, you're doing okay. And it was good momentum. And I think 
you know, with, with the, uh, with all the friends and employees and colleagues and things like that, it was, it was just a blast. I, it was, it was really fun to watch. I just can't even tell you how much I enjoyed it. I, it was one of the best, like, competition shows I've ever seen. So I absolutely, and <laughs> awesome. here's the other thing I'm allergic to dairy, so I can't eat any of the stuff y'all make. Ah. So it's not even that I was like, <laughs> this would be delicious. I'm like, I bet people love that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People really do like milk. Yeah. My wife is actually allergic to dairy too. So we do a lot of dairy-free desserts at home. Like a lot, oh, Corey, a lot of that's desserts. what we need to talk about that. W- trust me. I just wrote that down. We're coming back to that. Um, tell me cool. about the prep before you go. So you watch the other shows, but I'm always curious. I'm asking you behind the scenes questions and you can say, Annie, we're not allowed to say, answer that. Sure. But I'm so yep. curious how much, like when you go into a contest, so one of them was y'all took different like brunch drinks, like a mimosa and things like that. And you had to turn it into a yeah. dessert. How do you go, okay, there are three cakes I can pick from in my repertoire. I'm going to pull the one that I work best here. Like, do you have them already in your mind? Yeah, I think, you know, you, you have a lot of standards in your mind that you lean on every single day. Uh, and, and then, you know, as a pastry chef, that's kind of one of the interesting things about pastry is, you know, if you know how to make, you know, I don't know, a chiffon cake or something like that, if you know how to make a chiffon cake, well, then you can make a chiffon cake that tastes like orange. You just sure. add some orange zest yeah. or oil to it. You just add little parts and pieces. And it's really, it's convenient that way, you know, to really make sure that uh, whatever recipes you are remembering that you actually, you know, you've made them thousands of times before at this oh, point. Sure. And they're, you know, they're just kind of like etched into memory. And so a lot of those, a lot of those recipes, at least for me, that's how I always approached it was, you know, what can I do that I know on a daily basis that I make that tastes really good? And then how can I change those, those flavors a little bit to, to accommodate whatever the challenge might be? What's your favorite thing you made on the show? Um, my personal, oh man, that's a good question. I mean, the last cake won, so that was cool. Yeah, that's but right. I, You're yeah, like, that, well, that, that last one good. really mattered. <laughs> uh, the pink lemon tart that I did the, the second episode before the last yeah. and the ultimate episode. I really enjoyed that one. Um, that was a, that was a pretty, why, why does that one come to mind? Um, I, I like lemon uh, and I, you know, if, if I choose to, to have a, a dessert myself, like those kind of flavors really resonate. It was lemon and raspberry and then it was sable crust, which is like a crumbly, crumbly, but like puffy short dough at the same time. Um, and those are flavors personally that I just enjoy. I, I like, I like desserts that are made up of, you know, maybe just two flavors, maybe just one flavor, but have a lot of different uh, textures in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I like the crunchy, creamy kind of thing that goes uh, with the jam center and, and things of that nature. Plus the aesthetic of the dessert. I, I liked a lot. Yeah. It also happened to be on my daughter. It was filmed on my daughter's birthday. And so uh, her favorite color was pink. So while, while that was not any part of what they were thinking, it was definitely something that I yeah, was Yeah, I love that. Um, I loved your bumblebee looking cake. That was Oh, brilliant. the black and yellow one. Yeah. The black cool. and yellow. You stacked them so skinny neck on top of each other. You guys <laughs> who are listening have got to go Google this cake because it's like these incredibly thin layers of black and yellow stacked on top of each other. Yeah, really, really thin. I mean, that's it's interesting. Like it looks stacked, but it's actually striped. So it's like um it's almost like a stencil. Yeah. So if you have like a black, a black cookie batter and you stencil that on, so it leaves stripes. And then it's 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 difficult because what you what you all see isn't the entire story. So you see, you know, in two seconds, I make black stripes and then all of a sudden I make yellow stripes, but you make those black stripes and right. then you freeze that. And then you have to freeze it for 15, 20 minutes. You take it back out and then you can take your yellow batter and go back over it. And so, you know, it's that black stencil that you're left with and then the yellow stencil. So it looks like layers, but it's kind of that deceiving, that deceiving notion. And then eventually it's, it got sandwiched together and, uh, 
uh, well, it had walnut butter and caramelized honey in it. Yeah, that yeah, was that walnut butter was singing my song, dude. I was like, that <laughs> stuff looks so good. Yeah, that was a that was a really good one, and I think that one was very true to to kind of my my style and and how I've been cooking pastries, you know, over twenty years now. And it's always taking that approach is you know how can we have more flavor even if it's sacrificing a little bit of the sugar that's in there. And I'm not going to say it's for healthful reasons. It's totally for flavor reasons. <laughs> you know, it's still, it's still a butter sandwich in between cake. Let's face it. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> you I mean, still made a butter sandwich that's and exactly. I was super here for it. That's the reality. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, this is getting in the weeds just a little bit, but I feel like this is a dream come true to ask you. There is that freezer thing that y'all have on the show. That's like a super fast freezer. Yeah. It's, it's a blast. The freezer. little machine in the back. Yep. What is that? So it's a blast freezer and it, it it can drop temperatures and that's the, that's like the miniature version. That's the set version because we have larger ones too. Oh, you use them at the school and you use them in restaurants too. We do. Yeah. And they're expensive. I mean, I'm not going to say every restaurant uses them. And honestly, for most of my career, I didn't until I, until I got into schools and then they have larger budgets and tax dollars and all those things. But, um, you know, with the, with the blast freezers, they have a, they have a fan in the back of them, obviously. And then it's just, that's, that's where the blast comes from. And then they have the potential and I don't know the exact range on the ones that were on set, but they'll drop down to, you know, negative 30 Fahrenheit. So they get really, really cold. Uh, and you can set things really hard and you can, you know, you can imagine in that, in that, in that temperature range. And so if you have a product that has a lot of sugar in it, they have the tendency of not freezing very hard. It's just like ice cream. You know, why does an ice cream freeze hard in the freezer? Well, it has so much sugar in it. And, and if you have a product that does too, you need it to freeze hard to be, be able to unmold it, especially if you're in a silicone mold. And so those, mm -hmm. those blast freezers come in handy. The trick with those is, and you'll see it on those shows where people put something in the blast freezer and it wasn't freezing or whatever. They're so small. It has such a small box and a small atmosphere that if you open the door, they warm up very quickly. So if you're sharing it with oh, somebody that's why. and you open it 12 times, yeah. And I've used, I used mm -hmm. it a couple times on the show. I use the standard freezer more than anything. I just, I use the standard yeah. freezer and then I knew that, you know, silicone molds, if you ever watch any of those cooking shows, they're cool because they have the really neat shapes that pop out. But if you don't have the product really hard, they don't pop out easily. Yeah. So I used a lot of uh, a lot of the stainless steel ring molds that when you freeze in, you didn't have to have things as hard. And you used to use the blowtorch to go around the outside and it would gently melt the mousse. And it, the, the mold or the, the, the stainless steel ring would just drop right off and you had a product that was much more usable. Yeah, so often you're, when they would follow you around what you were cooking, you were cooking like someone who teaches classes. Does that make yeah. sense? Like you, you don't cut, you didn't <laughs> cut corners. You did, you just right. did kind of, um, I don't, I mean, this as a compliment, kind of old school ways of yeah. going like, no, this is just the right way you do it. I can just do it in an hour. And, and so That's I don't do these other things. 100% the difference. You know, I, I think there was a lot of things. There was a lot of limitations that I put on myself going in there. You know, uh, like I said, I kept talking about the silicone molds. I've seen them be like the downfall of so many cooking shows because someone will go to try, try to take a moose out and it just falls apart. And I think, you know, you're right. That was, it was a, it was a real approach. Like, you know, a lot of those old school traditional cooking techniques, but trying to think about them and, you know, how do we make it so that we can cook it quickly and do it in an hour or two hours. And, you know, it's, you know, like we talked about the, the, the chiffon cake, it's just a, it's a normal fluffy white cake, but if I can, instead of baking it in a thick, you know, two inch, eight, eight inch pan. So it's two inches thick. I'll spread it out onto a sheet pan and bake it. So it's only a half an inch thick. So it takes a quarter of the time to cook and a quarter of the time to cool and, and everything goes a lot faster. That's so brilliant. I'm telling you, it was, it just was so fun to watch. I totally loved it. Good. Tell me about the dairy free desserts you make at your house. 
Teach me more, Corey Barrett. <laughs> I mean, we do a lot of uh, a lot of dairy free things in the house, and you know, there's a lot of times when you can make uh, cakes that would call for butter, and you can replace that with oil, and maybe mm-hmm. you know, if something calls for. I'm going to try to use volume. I usually I usually use weight, but if something calls for uh, you know a cup of butter or something like that in it, maybe you use three fourths of a cup of oil because that's kind okay. of that fat conversion ratio. And so you can sub out those things; um, they go pretty easily. Uh, so we butter's an easy replacement. It gets difficult when you get into the uh, to the cream world, especially like whipped creams right. and things like that. And so. A lot like of, the early milks, like if you just need milk, almond milk usually works fine. But if you need heavy whipping cream or that yes, kind of stuff, it's it we're kind of out of luck. Um, it does. That that's that's the part that gets the trickiest. And like we we've, we've done mousses, chocolate mousses, and lemon mousses, and we've used meringue mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. as in place of heavy whipping cream. Now it isn't the same, but it is still good. It really it really is. And so we use meringue, and we'll we'll add a little bit of gelatin to it to kind of give it some to some body, some fortification. Um, so it will actually stand up to it. But we do a lot of a lot of dairy-free resert, uh, desserts. And when in doubt, we make something called sabayon. It's just like uh, whipped egg yolks and sugar over uh, uh, a double boiler. And then at the end, you put a splash of uh, sweet wine in it or something along those lines. Even a sweet juice would work just fine. And then you have like this fluffy, delicious, sweet concoction that's great. Just poured over uh, poured over fresh fruit oh, and things brilliant. like that. Is your wife a chef as well? She is not. Nope. She was a restaurant manager for a little while. She was retail now, but... Uh, um, yeah, we met in restaurants. She was a hostess. I was the pastry chef. It's one of those oh, classic restaurant kind of I love scenes that. totally. Yeah. <laughs> in February, the whole month was how couples met. We did like literally all couples in February. So I was going <laughs> to ask you if y'all met in a restaurant. Yeah. I mean, that's how we met in a restaurant. We were both always there. I was there all the time. And yeah. Carrie, Caroline's my, is my wife's name. And uh, she was there most of the time. And, you know, just kind of you know, relationships abound in that manner. That's and how it goes. Many years later, we're married and kids and all that house and mortgage and all that stuff. That's <laughs> all the rest of it that you didn't sign it. No, you're signing up for when she was a hostess. And <laughs> exactly. I love it. Okay. So do you have a cookbook out yet? How can we like get more of your recipes? I don't have a cookbook out yet. Um, okay. That could I hope be, it's a yet. that's something that I, that's something I want to do. Um, okay. And uh, it's definitely something that you know, I've actually kind of started writing. Um, and hopefully get it out soon. I don't know, um, when that can happen. Um, I think my approach to pastry in general is, is pretty unique, but simple at the same time. And it's just like you said, like a lot of those old school recipes that can be, um, you know, assembled in different fashions. And I think that that will really be the, the focus of the book too. Um, how many classes do you teach at the culinary school? Like in a normal semester, like when people are signing up in the fall and they can choose, Spring Bacon Champion, <laughs> Chef Corey Barrett. <laughs> what kind of classes are you teaching? How many are you teaching? So right now I teach the uh, I teach the baking class, the, the one that we have at the school for the culinary program. And it just so happens that we're starting a uh, baking and pastry certificate program uh, just for itself. So separate from the culinary program. Uh, and that class will start, or those classes uh, you can enroll for in the fall, but uh, the the fun and unique classes, breads and rolls and pies and tarts and things of that nature will actually start in the winter. So currently I'll be teaching, I guess, two classes, but the classes are pretty lengthy. I mean, we're looking at, you know, six to six to eight hours a day is, is those, those class lengths. And then uh, we do some community classes that I, I help out with uh, as well uh, for the community at large that are kind of one-off classes. But uh, with, when the pastry certificate pro- program rolls around, there'll be, there'll be quite a few more classes in there as well. 
So are you working at a restaurant right now too, or is this your full-time thing? Nope. I, I teach only. It's my full-time, wow. my full-time gig. And, you know, winning competitions on Food Network. Yes. That's the other as, part of your gig as currently. Much as possible. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a little bit, that was a very lucrative two weeks. I have to say, you know, what, yeah, I believe what, it. it wasn't too bad. I'll take it. it. That's awesome. Do, do you have another plan to go back on TV? Um, I would do it in a heartbeat. I don't have any plans to do it, uh, as of yet, but I, you know, if ever asked, I would, I would jump on it really quickly. Yeah. I mean, it was really fun. Now here's my other thing to float to you, my friend is one of these days I'm going to take the podcast on tour uh-huh. and at one of our stops, you've got to come cook live for us. If you, if you can, I would absolutely do that. How that would fun be would that be? Yeah, that would be a lot. Of we fun. would have the best time. I would mess up everything, Corey. <laughs> we'll make we'll make something really, really easy. I don't know. We could figure out. Something. Yeah, listen. When I bought my new house, we walked in the kitchen. My real estate lady was like, "This is pretty small." I was like, "Does it reheat everything? <laughs> and can I make a soup a week? That's yeah. about what I need to be able to do." And you're good. And so everything you've taught me watching the show is far more than I was able to handle on my own. <laughs> Well, that's, that's awesome. That's good to know. I'll make sure if we have a recipes, we'll make it pretty simple and straightforward then. Yeah. 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 Just, just, just drag me along with you in front of all of our <laughs> friends and fans who are watching from the crowd. Just drag me along. You definitely um, do that. Okay. So the best way for people to keep up with you, I guess, is social media, right? Cause you yeah. put recipes on there. I've learned things just following you on Instagram as well. Yeah, I do. I throw up, throw up some recipes on Instagram. Uh, there's always pictures of me and my kids, the food that we make in school, um, so Instagram is a great, uh, a great way to follow along in the fun. Um, and that's, uh, you know, my, my, my handles, uh, chef Corey Barrett and there's, uh, underscores in between chef and, uh, Barrett and Corey. So, um, but it's a, it's a great, uh, fun platform. There's a uh, chef Corey Barrett on Facebook as well. It can be followed along and, uh, yeah. Okay. Post all the fun stuff up there. Your kids are real cute, by the way. Y'all did a great job on that. <laughs> Thank you very much. You know, we tried hard. Yeah. Did they um did they change how you feel about cooking? Like watching them do it, watching them bake with you, has it changed how you feel about your job? They're a lot more difficult critics than most people. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> are so, they really? Oh my god, they don't they don't want to eat vegetables. I mean, the vegetables like the terrible word in this house, you know. So <laughs> uh, it, can be, it can be interesting. I think they changed, uh, maybe not so much my approach on food, although I guess at large, you know, I do a lot more community classes and the classes we haven't really talked about. Uh, we do a lot of like uh, community health, nutrition classes, things of that nature. Oh, wow. um, you know, it, there's been, and this has been a kind of a newer movement within me within the past, even two years is trying to get, you know, I, I don't want to always think about health and nutrition as food, but I just want people to cook again, you know? And yeah. so, you know, it's, it's that interesting part. If, if you're, you know, can you cook at home? Can at least one person cook at home? Uh, I mean, I do all the cooking at, at our house already and uh, you know, it's, it's, can somebody cook, you know, can you, can we still get back to that uh, kind of part of our lives yeah. that, you know, that really makes us human. And it's, it's an important part to me. And I, I, there's something about cooking as much as I don't do it very often. There is something about the slowness of it the like step to step to step that yep. makes me feel like maybe I need to do that more in my life. It, it, you know, it can be, you know, and I think a lot of people find it, it's interesting. Some people get really stressed out with it. Some people find it stress relieving, but it's, it's very, I don't know. It's very human in nature. It's very, you know, that's, that's what we do. That's, that's another reason we're different from animals. We cook our food, you know, that, right. that's a, there's a really important part about that process. And so uh, with the community classes that we do, that's, that's something that we really stress, you know, we, we, you know, food as medicine has become this big, like kind of flashy term. And I think, you know, something we're missing is the cooking as medicine part. And I think mm. that's a, and it can be relaxing. It can be, it can be, you know, for, for folks on a budget, I mean, we're on a budget, we, it saves us a ton of money. You know, you make your own food and your own soup, you save, save a lot of money in that, in that facet too. And so, 
we've taken a lot recently. Uh, this is part of the, the Kalamazoo Valley Community Colleges where I work. And we've, we look a lot at that uh, with community health and with, uh, you know, are you cooking your own food or do you know how to cook your own food? And it's, you know, it's, it's really simple things. And so we take a, we take a pretty broad look at that. And that's, that's been a really important part for me. And I think, you know, I don't want to say it's just because I had kids, but there's, there's definitely a very humbling human element to children as well. Yeah. Um, yes, they're precious, but they will also make you feel uh, very human very quickly. Right, um, right. And so, and so you you begin to relate with other people on, on different levels, um, and it's not one that I expected, but uh, you know, cooking is definitely one of them. Man, I love that sentence. Cooking is medicine, not just food. I feel like that's yeah. such an important because really the thing I'm planning on cooking this week is on my one day off. Like I I can yep, just sit go. in the kitchen and you know so there is something about the slowness of it and the steps of it that make me, that heal something in me maybe, or, absolutely. you know, do that medicine work. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's beautiful. Well, look at you, man, bringing some, bringing some truth to us, Corey <laughs> Barrett. Well done. Uh, okay. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you think we should cover? One thing that I would love to say is how much I enjoyed my fellow competitors. Yes. Um, the, talk about that. Of, were they fun? They yeah, seemed like they were fun they in were, real life. They were a lot of fun in real life. And we, you know, there's so many of them that were, you know, working their butts off in restaurants or, or pastry shops or hotels already. Um, there's some that own their own places. And so it was really, it was great to be in a room with a lot of people. You know, that's what nobody gets to see the green room time where we spend a lot of time together yeah. sleeping on couches and waiting around. Um, and, uh, you know, so we get to spend a lot of time together and, and still some of those, some of those uh, bonds exist today. I was trying to line this interview up with a trip that I want to make to Georgia to go see Kevin. He was, yeah. he was my dad partner on one of the episodes and yeah. we were trying to, uh, to set something up and, and it just, you know, Nashville's on the way to, to Rome, Georgia. Yeah. I was trying to line all that up, but we didn't get it all lined up, unfortunately, but uh, I had great cast that was there. And I, you know, there's a lot of friendships that were made in that room. Yeah. Really I was awesome. wondering if y'all would stay friends, if that was something you think that will stick around. Yeah. You know, some of us still talk today. I mean, um, I talk with, uh, Karina, yeah. uh, Kevin, uh, Saber and Ricardo. I was about to say, you gotta be friends with Ricardo. That guy's so funny. His mustache is so extreme. That guy is the best. Like it, I felt like the viewers didn't even get a glimpse of who he is. He's an, really? he's so an awesome good. person. Yeah. I mean, really, if anybody gets their show out of that, it's going to be that dude right there. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Oh, he was, hilarious. he was hysterical. Yeah. yeah I just loved yeah. him. And when he would try, I, the thing I liked about him on the show is he would try things he wasn't sure were going to work yes. and half the time they did it. Yep. He was, but it was like, well, yeah, you go for it, buddy. He, That's cool. He always had guts. I mean, he's, he's brilliant. He's a, uh, he's in Hawaii now. He's a, uh, I think he's the executive chefs at a four season or executive pastry chef rather at a four seasons hotel in Maui. If I'm right. Is that right? Or Waikiki, I don't remember. But, um, yeah, so he's out in Hawaii now, which is, uh, which is pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad y'all were real life friends. I, it felt like it, like when, you know, there are times when y'all would get your ingredient and you'd run back and you'd have to say, I've got orange and someone else would go, I've got blueberry. <laughs> and I always thought, I know they're making them do that, but they're oh, also yeah. smiling at each other. Yeah. Totally. So my hope is that they all think this is funny too. Yes. We're all enduring the pain together at that point. You know, right. really it's, it's right. you know, it's, it, that was the, that was the most fun part is you're there with everybody else doing, you know, putting up with the same stuff, which was great. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Corey, thank you so much for being on the show. It means, I can't even tell you how much it means to me that you would make time to do this. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so grateful. Okay. The last question we always ask. And so I've got to ask you, the show is called that sounds fun. Tell me what sounds fun to you. What sounds fun to me? Um, going camping with my family. 
<laughs> really? Like outdoor sleeping in a tent? Yeah, outdoor sleeping in a tent. We're getting ready for all that this summer. So that sounds fun to me right now. Outdoors, outdoor sleeping, outdoor cooking. I mean, we're in Michigan, so we 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 take advantage of the summer season when it's here and, yeah. and we get outside, yeah, as much as we can. Oh, you know, that's got a few more months, five more months and the snow's back on the ground. So that's right. Do you do the baking outside? Like, do you bring some of those tricks to a camping? Life. Oh no, it's way right. Yeah, <laughs> there's like, no, good. there are no tricks out there. No, there's a lot of uh, put food in aluminum foil, wrap it up together, and, and warm it up on the campfire, kind of a deal. But that's uh, right. Uh, you know, s'mores is always a good replacement. So. Yeah, there you go. And so, would y'all do? We all go to one of the lakes and kind of camp beside one of those. Yeah, we do. Uh, Northern Michigan is is absolutely stunningly beautiful. About halfway up the state, that's mm-hmm. kind of when the uh, pine trees start to take over uh, the deciduous landscape and it, it gets really, really beautiful. There's a lot of small inland lakes. I mean, we have the big lakes, obviously with the Great Lakes, but there's a ton of small inland lakes that are up there and it's it's phenomenal and gorgeous wildlife and, and gorgeous scenery. Oh, that's great. Okay. Post pictures on your Instagram so we can all go with you because now you're for sure officially the That Sounds Fun favorite uh, Food Network star. Awesome. That's fantastic. So, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. We'll send you a very, very <laughs> large trophy for it. It's just really a thing. That's exactly what I need. <laughs> Thanks again for doing this. I'm really grateful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Friends, don't you love him? Isn't he the best? Oh my gosh. I know. I was so, I mean, really, I was thinking about you and working hard not to embarrass my friends listening. I was just so excited to get to talk to him. He was really, really awesome. Make sure you follow chef underscore Corey underscore Barrett on Instagram, Twitter, all the places. He's so fun to follow. He mentioned his Facebook as well. He's so fun to follow and you learn stuff. You get to see clips from the show and see his family, what he's cooking. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. So make sure you tell him thanks for being on the show and how much you enjoyed hearing from him. And as always, if you want more links to things that we talked about, you can go to my website, AnnieFDowns.com. Go to the podcast page and all the notes will be there for all of our shows. So for today with Chef Corey and also with all the Annie of Summer 2019 shows, every link you could want, we have put there. We got all the show notes for everything over on my website, AnnieFDowns.com. Hey, that's also how you can find me. I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs, F as in finale because Chef Corey won the finale of Spring Baking Championship, Annie F. Downs, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places. I would love to connect with you there. So if there's anything else I can do for you, you know that's how to find me. Okay, so now we get to go out and do something that sounds fun. What sounds fun to me? Oh, you know what? I literally am taking dessert to a dinner tomorrow night. So I'm going to go to the grocery store today and get the ingredients for that. So that's what sounds fun to me. You go out and do something that sounds fun to you. And we will see you back here tomorrow with, you guys know it, the Enneagram 7 show. My people tomorrow on on the pod. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Y'all have a great day. Make sure you tell Chef Corey thanks for being on the show and get ready. Enneagram 7s, it's going to be loud.